Welcome, cosmic listeners, to a journey unlike any other you've embarked upon. As the vastness of space stretches out before us, so too does the vastness of our own minds. This is where the ethereal meets the extraterrestrial, where inner space meets outer space. I'm your guide, alongside my hosts, Doro and Matt, and you're tuning into the intersection of meditation and mysteries beyond our stars. Picture this, a vast universe, ever-expanding, filled with stars, galaxies, and possibilities. Now visualize our own minds equally deep, intricate, and filled with untapped potential. What if these two worlds aren't as separate as they seem? All right. Well, uh, welcome out there for joining us for another episode of Meditation and Aliens with uh, Matt and Doro. And uh, this is Matt. Hi, Doro. Hey, Matt. It's good to be back. <laughs> Thanks for joining me again. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a it's a beautiful day out for my walk. The leaves are falling. I'm just having a good time being in the moment. Excellent. Excellent. How are you doing? You doing good? I'm doing good, doing good. It's been a good week. And uh, I started an additional uh, uh, podcast exercise this week about, well, related to the alien topic. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, going to be focused on trying to talk about it for elementary school age sort of uh, young people and sort of really just a, a gentle exploration of the topic. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I'm going to want to hear more about that. Yeah. Well, but why don't we jump into uh, to this week? So we start with our alien news update. Do you, uh, is anything on the top of your mind? Not, I mean, I've been listening to Stephen Greer about how he got into the position that he's in and sort of going off and just educating myself more. But uh, I don't think I've actually kept up on the most current events. So what's out, what's happening out there? Well, I mean, I think the big thing right now, it, it seems the USA is kind of in, in control of uh, alien disclosure on Earth. It seems, and it, so it seems it's all about the US Congress right now. I mean, except people like Stephen Greer, and there are some activists like him that are sort of on the, they, he seems to uh, go connect. He does have connections with Congress and the disclosure movement, but he seems to be sort of an outsider to the, the Christopher Mellon, Lou Elizondo, uh, Gary Nolan, sort of, I don't know if you know who all those, but they're probably like, they're big figures on the um, disclosure world. And Are they the some of the whistleblowers that we're hearing about? Yeah, David Grush, uh, Commander Fravor, and um, Ryan Graves, they were the, they're the three that testified. David Grush is the whistleblower. And and I believe Stephen Greer says he, he has talked to I think each of them, or maybe not Ryan Graves, but in any case, uh, the update is that the there is incredible legislation before Congress right now that, if passed, will will seem to completely take control of the United States information on UFOs and aliens and put it completely in the control of the U.S. president. And um, it even says things like. 
it'll give the U.S. government imminent domain over any alien technology that any private corporation has. It, and they have six months to turn it over or else the U.S. has the right to come in and just take it. So, it's, it's, I mean, if this stuff is true, it's it's legislation that's basically setting up, uh, you know, it's basically demanding the complete surrender of private corporations that are hiding alien technology to the USA and puts it in control of the president. So this is before Congress right now, but it's tied to the the NDAA, the massive bill that's in uh, that they're fighting over in Congress right now that is basically about to shut down the government, if you've been following any of that. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, this is all pulling together. Okay, yeah. what else? So, so behind <laughs> closed doors, you've got this... Um, there's a special list of Congress uh, people and senators. I think it's, no, it's, I think it's all Congress. There's a special list of Congress men and women who are allowed in the secret rooms where they're talking and debating this NDAA and fighting the fight. And we know the UFO amendment is one of the things in the NDAA. And we know the Ohio congressman, I think his name's Mike Turner, who is, he's the congressman of the district that has Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which has Lockheed Martin Skunk Works, which is absolutely everyone, Stephen Greer, everyone says Lockheed Martin is one of those corporations holding alien crafts and right. hiding it. Yes. And so he is fighting this, uh, the NDAA amendment. He's trying to, you know, slash the UFO thing. But it seems that the majority of Congress and the Senate, I mean, the the NDAA amendment came out of the Senate, like by Schumer and others with seemingly no opposition from significant congressmen. So it seems that it's Congressman Turner and there's a few others that are like in the pockets of the military industrial complex. They're trying to fight this, but they don't seem to have the momentum. So long story short, we're waiting for this, you know, government shutdown to be resolved. I think they're fighting over other things that involve lots of money. I think the, you know, there's, I don't know. Well, who knows? Who knows what they're really fighting about behind those closed doors? <laughs> But right. I think yeah. it's eventually going to pass. There might be a government shutdown because they like to fight, but then it's going to pass. And then they say it's going to be six months before, you know, um, this will be completely in uh, or the amnesty period will be up for the corporations to to share. And then it'll be all in the hands of the U.S. president. Absolutely. One hundred percent. The U.S. president and this little board of uh, people will be in charge of what the American people are told. So it basically will put all the pressure on the next presidential election to say whoever you elect to be president is going to be the one in charge of alien disclosure for the next four years, and they're going to have all the info. So it's it's really going to, I don't know. I don't That's think enormous. Yeah, that is enormous. Now, the, the video that I was just watching about, you know, Stephen Greer's whole history and all up to, up to the present month, well, up to when it was being recorded, which I think was in June, um, he was saying that at that time that he has been working on helping to organize and pull together and fund a group of attorneys who want to get in there and sue Lockheed Martin and Raytheon for participating in these black projects. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is that maybe that has had some success because now it's coming back into the hands of our government because before this it's been he was saying back when he first found out that the government had no idea what was going on when this thing started 33 years ago 
<clears throat> he tells that story about how shocking it was to find out that, that they didn't know and that it had advanced and grown and gone deep underground and trillions of dollars. And, and so trying to pull that bad weed out of the garden has been an enormous and risky task. And so I'm, I'm just uh, interested to hear if this, I mean, so now it's got an organization that has the president's oversight. Is that what you're saying? The whole thing is, is yeah. friendly. The bill, okay. the NDA creates, it's, it basically says the president will appoint a council and it, it tries to say that this council should have like uh, a diversity of scientists and, and people on it. And this council or board will be completely in charge of all UFO and UAP videos and whether or not it's disclosed and in charge of figuring out what the truth is and figuring out how to tell the, uh, it even says like a controlled disclosure uh, process needs to be created. They need to figure out what they're going to say is true and figure out some order in which to tell people and I think, you know, I think the thing that is just hiding so obviously beneath the surface of all this, when they start revealing the history of what's been happening, I mean, it's not, it's going to shake our understanding of the United States of our history, but it's, I think it's also going to reveal a ton of crime, a ton of murders. You know, I think there's, and Stephen Greer talks about this, you know, yeah. that he knows people that have been killed over, um, over this issue over the years just for like developing technology he says people have been killed just because they've come close to developing zero point energy technology because the secret keepers that's one of the things they've intentionally kept hidden because they have trillions and trillions of dollars in assets and everything tied up in the oil industry exactly yeah he he talks a lot about the zero point energy problem and in fact, that's what's kind of um, spurring him on is that, you know, he he sees how how it's being held, withheld from the people and how advantageous it could be if we had it. It would end poverty. It would end all these uh, massive problems. So, you know, that's why he got out of medicine and took this on as a personal mission, because he sees the suffering, you know, helping somebody in the emergency room is one thing, but helping millions of people have free energy is a bigger thing. So that's yeah. his goal. That's his whole spiel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So let's see what other things that I want to like. Uh, oh, well, um, I do want to make sure recommend to the audience, the UFO rabbit hole podcast interview with Christopher Sharp. He does an amazing job going over some of the drama behind the scenes uh, in Congress. And and he talks about Lou Elizondo, another huge figure in this uh, process who, you know, he's been sort of silent for the last two years, but he was sort of the first David Grush who came out and was, you know, just leading the charge, telling us that uh, he found out something is really going on behind the scenes and he's like this has to be revealed and he's the one that mentioned majestic 12 his lawyer did dan i think his name is daniel sheehan who is an incredible uh guy i he, I, he daniel sheehan went on the news and right before the ufo hearings and they in representing lou elizondo and the news person asked daniel sheehan who is this secret government behind who is really behind all this? Who are the secret keepers? And he said, Majestic 12. He dropped that word, Majestic 12, has a huge 30 or 50 year history 
of conspiracy theory around it. And so by dropping that one name, he's opening a door that if you go and uh, search it, you'll find a ton of uh, the same guy, Daniel Sheehan, talking about JFK's assassination and Majestic 12 being involved with that. And wow. he ties it massively to the war machine back in most of his videos. It's only, I think, now recently, maybe by meeting Lou Elizondo, he's realized it's not just the war machine. The war machine is really part of this UFO alien technology cover-up machine. It's all tied together. And so I think that's the thread that's going to explode. It's going to, you can't unravel this without it coming out that JFK was murdered to help protect this. And I think it's going to lead to all the murders that Greer knows about also. It's going to lead to, there's a guy named Forrestal, who if you search the Majestic 12, uh, you know, data, his name is actually um, one of the first members of Majestic 12 back in the, I think, uh, 60s because there's a document that was released but but he also fell out of a window and died in some legendary there's a legend that he was murdered to cover this up and there's i think there's a a female journalist i have that there's all sorts of stories that she was killed to stop this from getting out so i think if all these these threads are going to lead to more threads and i just hope my hope is that the government right now and the justice department actually is finally just starting to look at this and saying we have to come clean and we have to be ready to present these 20 people are now under arrest because we've opened investigations on all these murders and we have to hold somebody accountable as we tell the public about this or else i don't know what's going to happen it's incredible so you have mentioned the majestic 12 a number of times and i keep meaning to do some research but maybe maybe just fill me in what exactly who exactly are they so yeah so this is why i love doing podcasts you know how i'd love a friend of mine to say oh tell me what you know about majestic 12. (laughs) (laughs) well i just did (laughs) it just doesn't happen Um, so majestic 12 is apparently uh the the code name for the group that was created in like the 1950s after this is the story that eisenhower made a treaty with aliens and they created a secret group to be the um, ones in charge of managing this treaty. And they called it MJ-12. And they said that it's a new type of top secret. You know, some stuff is top secret, but if it's part of this secret, it's called majestic. So it's like, so there's, I guess there's been uncovering of documents through history that they were like, what is this code name majestic on, on these documents? And it's a, it was considered more secret than top secret. And, and then this guy, uh, Bill Cooper, who was a you know, super UFO researcher in, uh, I guess, the 60s and 70s, maybe even the 80s, I don't know. But he was uh, he would go around and you can find videos of him talking about that he uncovered. Um, well, some there was a drop. There's a document, a big document, like, a, I don't know, like 20 page document that looks like it's from 1956. And it actually, it talks, it's like the founding papers of this secret group, Majestic 12. And it says, it's basically, um, you know, it says the names of the first like 15 people that are on it, who I think are all dead now. And um, this document, they, you know, he was going around saying this was proof that Majestic 12 existed and it was created to hide these aliens and this these alien secrets. And the CIA 
uh, took those documents and they actually they said they're you know studying them and then they just like released them and said they're all forgeries and they literally released a photocopy of the documents and just they wrote bogus on every page in big words it was <laughs> um, like bogus 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 and they just you know then the new york i don't know the newspaper said oh they were just forgeries but i think it's i think they were actually possibly completely genuine that's um, amazing so it's really weird it was really a big weird thing for Lou Elizondo's lawyer to just name drop Majestic 12 and say it was uh, and to pull that thread. Oh, and the other thing you should know is Bill Cooper was killed by the police trying to serve a warrant on him for tax evasion. And <sighs> so it's like another mysterious death of like the government ki killing someone for tax evasion. You know, yeah. it's like, how often does that happen? Yeah, no. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's some of the Majestic yeah. 12 story. That Majestic 12, you know what it's tying in with me is um, this, the stories of Atlantis. I've been been learning about this and, you know, sort of catching up with all the cuneiform tablets of the ancient Sumerians and, and all of the ancient uh, teachings that are being discovered even currently, you know, as our technology is improving we're learning more and more and you um, see these references to these half God, half man, right? Uh, people or, you know, hybrids living here on this planet that actually were developed or came from Atlantis or ancient Egypt and that there were 12 of them on this planet. And they, they uh, move, you know, they moved around the planet and kind of, secured their own territories i'm wondering <laughs> you know why 12 you know this is 12 they're supposed to be half gods or half aliens we should say now half alien and they're hybrids alien and human hybrids were probably all human alien hybrids but i think they were like the the first mm. you know putting the puzzle pieces together is just so fascinating it's a much bigger puzzle than I had anticipated. Yeah. Well, there's the, a, the other thing. The ahead. other thing that's concerning me is that this majestic 12 secret group, you know, we're talking about, well, it's finally going to come under the, you know, control of the government, but this has historically not been an American issue. This is, they have no, uh no issue they they cross boundaries like you know we go from michigan to ohio i mean they they have no respect for boundaries they don't they don't uh have any any kind of regard so i'm not sure how it can fall under american government presidential control what's your uh, thought on that one yes i agree with you. i don't think majestic so there there seems to be a secret global government that is that it just sort of has control of a rogue portion of the the US government and that rogue portion of the US government that might be the majestic 12 or it might be named after the true world government you know MJ12 which it might be some ancient alien uh, alliance of civilizations or something it could be could be you know um so yes the but the legislation in congress should give the president of the united states it should give him or her complete ability to take control of U.S. information on this. Yeah. Now, but yeah. it might, it's not going to put them in control of the secret world government or alien species or whatever's going on there. But it should 
it should clearly put the president in charge. But, you know, the funny thing is the last or not the funny thing is, I mean, the last time a president tried to really take charge of this issue, I think, was JFK. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I think that in a way it's it might actually scare the uh, presidential candidates into really thinking about do they want to be the single point of um you know power between humanity and aliens and the secret group because it might anyways yeah um but, and there's other responsibility mm -hmm. yeah but i wanted to throw in there's another um there's another connection mj12 that's really interesting I, and it's a theory that goes along with 12 planets in our uh, solar system and that there's a theory that um a planet hit uh earth which used to be in a different orbit and it and it used to be between and it knocked it let me see if i have this right um it has something to do with mars and jupiter that mj meant mars and jupiter and that earth uh used to be between mars and jupiter and now it's in a different and so and it's and it's now the new 12th planet and so it's saying it like says mars and jupiter and it's the 12th anyways there's some ancient connection there that uh i've heard someone explain much better than i am but okay um, well that that's interesting yeah i do hear stories about how you know hundreds of thousands of years ago or whatever that that the planets were actually in a t completely different arrangement um yeah, I, got, I would like to touch more into that sometime, but there's this whole thing about uh, Saturn used to be a sun, and that's what the ancient Egyptians were worshiping. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of mystery there. We got so much to learn, right? Right. Oh, and then, I mean, can't, you know, talk about this without mentioning Nibiru and the theory of, of the, the secret planet in a highly elliptical orbit that possibly gets close to earth every 15,000 years or every 5,000 years or something. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And there is actually, if you, it is not hard to find, there is really is a ton of evidence that there is a planet or a heavy object. It could even be a mini black hole or a uh, red or a dwarf star or something that, I mean, there is definite astronomical evidence by gravity that there could be a planet Nibiru, and nobody talks about that. And it's just hidden. It's like eight-year-old news from these like astronomers, and 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 it's just nobody talks about this secret planet that literally there's evidence it's there. We have James Webb. We should be looking. Yeah, at I, I think I think they're here. You know, I also think that they could be technologically advanced enough that they're cloaked. So we couldn't see them. I mean, cloaking, I'm sure for them is no big deal. They they could do that easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but all the other evidence is there, right? The whatever, how they electromagnetic magnetism, and they, you know, they can measure things and see there's something there, but they can't see it. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. there's there's tons of of, I mean, the hearings and the the evidence is like overwhelming. It's kind of interesting, just sort of like watching to see the news, like, where is this going? Is there gonna be, it seems to have a momentum. There's a lot of people talking about that it has momentum because they have to reveal it by like 2027. I mean, some people are talking about there's gonna be an arrival and a revelation, like, and it's, we have no choice. We have, humanity has to, the governments have to do some sort of preparation of the masses for these aliens arriving or something arriving yeah and and greer was saying that 
there's kind of this big mess going on between, you know, the powers. Now these, um, not alien powers, he's saying these aliens, these extraterrestrials, he doesn't like to call them aliens because there's, you know, there's people calling other people from other countries aliens. And so these are extra extraterrestrials be outside of earth influences that are here and that they are benevolent. He says, this is something everybody needs to understand all of the violent tendencies and uh, hanky panky and underground secrets and, and, uh, you know, darkness, this is all coming from us. And we have back engineered some of the ET technologies and we have created some pretty, pretty amazing things, you know, in quantum field and, uh, you know, what do they call these, all these, uh, um, uh something resonance and anyway there's there's these they can even probably travel in time now but they don't have they're it, they're a dark force and they're not using it benevolently and the aliens supposedly the ets are supposedly trying to figure out how to get past them in order to help us you see what i'm saying yeah. That's kind of that's Greer's uh, point. He says now if if we hear any malarkey about you know hostile aliens, he said you can be sure this is coming from these black operations that are basically based out of uh, Antarctica. So, mm. so anybody out there listening, if you hear ETs coming, they're not uh, they're not malevolent. They are benevolent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely seems um like uh there's indication i mean it, it sort of makes sense if if aliens are going to come here and reveal themselves there could be the forces on earth that they want to be in control of earth when the aliens get here and the and part of that strategy could be like you want to make the people fear the aliens so they trust you to be the trusted liaison between humanity and or the decision makers of whether or not we try to fight the aliens or it's it's a and it seems that it's it's a lot of people are saying that's their play the aliens are going to arrive but they're going to try to make you believe it's an invasion and that they're evil or they may try to simulate an invasion before the aliens arrive because they can maybe fake it better than um i mean it that seems like it might happen so i i think so mm-hmm. that well that that's the blue beam is it blue beam yeah blue beam project is that well, so far it's been called a conspiracy that uh, the Pentagon or whoever it is that they've got all these uh, technologies to to kind of stage a um, hostile alien invasion just to scare everybody into, you know, one world government, which would give them total control. Yeah, I mean, it it is such a it's such a difficult time because it's like, who do you trust that that can tell you the truth? I mean, I don't even know, you don't know what scientists to trust. It doesn't matter who's on TV, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like he seems sometimes to me to just be part of the lying NASA. I've lost NASA seems to be clearly part of the cover up, and they seem to have been part of it from the beginning, um, from the 50s, 60s when they were created. And that makes sense if this was, because there's a ton of astronauts who have said they've seen, ufos in space and so you can't you know nasa's not able to you know shut them up but they're able to marginalize them because no one you know really is paying attention to all these astronaut stories except you know crazy people like you and i and stephen greer and (laughs) 
even Lou Elizondo and Christopher Mellon and them, they don't really talk about um, uh, the astronauts who have come forward and said these things. They don't talk about, it's, it's interesting what different UFO activists do and do not talk about and acknowledge what aspects of the secret they acknowledge, you know, yeah. they will acknowledge that the U.S. government is hiding secrets and that UFOs are real. But Greer says U.S. has mastered this anti-gravity technology and has a fleet of ships. But, you know, other people won't go there. Lou Elizondo and Christopher Mellon, they don't go that far. And the Congress is not going that far, maybe because they don't believe it or they're not willing to let that part of the secret come out. You know, some people will talk about Antarctica, but others try to push your eyes away from that. Um, yeah, I mean, Stephen Greer is saying the U.S. is not is not necessarily hiding anything. They don't know enough. I mean, maybe they do now. They're starting to. But up until recently, they have been pretty much in the dark. And, you know, with with all of these people coming forward, trying to bring these black operations out from the shadows. And now the government sounds like is is finally aware and trying to get hold of these operations. Uh, yeah. That's what it's sounding like to me. Absolutely. It, it seems like um, Congress has been like just completely in the dark and ignored like patsies for years on this. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it seems like the president may have been just like, you know, under extreme pressure by an alien, much more powerful alien government whenever so it's like so and now it seems congress you know there's at least a few rogue members of congress that are you know that like it has this congressman Burchett, congressman luna congressman gallagher um they all played this like key role in making these hearings happen and the last hearing you know there's um you came out of that and you had you had aoc there and you had uh, after the hearing, um, you know, she's one of the most, you know, popular Democratic Congress people. Yeah. And so it was like quite a bridge. And Matt Gates also was there. You know, he's like a big right wing. It was this beautiful right left wing, you know, representation. And everyone on the, the hearing was taking it seriously. And it seemed like and she came out after the hearing and she's like, I don't know about the UFO thing, but I definitely seem to see that there's some military corporate fraud that I can, I'm happy to investigate. That's like, she's like, I'm totally down to pull that thread. And that's the, yeah. the last we heard of her. Yeah. And, you know, so it was like, great, they're going to pull this thread and find where are these UFO technologies. And that, but one of the weird thing that happened was this guy, Congressman Gallagher, who also is really big on pushing for this. The only thing he's been talking about since the UFO hearings really is he's been saying taxpayer money has been channeled to private corporations. He's not connecting it to UFOs. He's just saying he has found that taxpayer money is being channeled to military private corporations owned by China. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if Lockheed Martin and Raytheon, I mean, they, maybe they don't care about boundaries either. They may be just as much Chinese as they are American at this point. I don't know. Do you know well, anything? Well, about that's that? what he, he seems, he, he, he's not specifically naming the corporations, but he is going, he is going saying that we are sending taxpayer money to corporations controlled by China. And he's saying that over and over again. So it makes me think, well, are, are we basically starting to hear that China is somehow maybe, uh, maybe they 
are they MJ12? Could China be the home of the global corporation that has secretly been uh, basically, you know, the, I mean, it's like, this is, it was really interesting that he's connecting all this huge fraud to China at the same time, they're saying the UFO alien thing is going to some secret private corporation, the military industrial complex. It's That's amazing. I mean, that just lines up with, you know, the whole WEF 2031 agenda or whatever it is. And I mean, it, it's all looking very Chinese. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to go into all kinds of weird, fearful conspiracies, but keep hearing, you know, China's very much involved in, in this problem, but who knows, we might be more involved. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's, so then if you look, if you step back, this is a weird thread that's just come together for me. So like, I'm like, okay, what's the role with China? And then what's the role with Russia? You know, we're at, we're in Ukraine or the U S is helping Ukraine fight Russia, but, um, but, China is over here possibly having like huge money in the military industrial complex. I'm like, who's enemy? Who's actually the enemy of humans and who's actually the enemy of just the secret government in the US? <laughs> yeah. And and one of the yeah. things is if you think about NASA, NASA is clearly part of the secret keepers in the US government, but you know who NASA is completely buddies with is uh -oh. Russia. NASA oh, really? allows Russia, you know, they've been doing the International Space Station with Russia and doing space missions with Russia for years. But you know who they don't allow on the International Space Station ever? China. They have never allowed China. They, they China's had to have their own space program. So I'm like, there's some weird dynamic here of the US, Russia, and China, and aliens, and space, and who are the enemies, and where is the money for military? It's like, there's some... I don't understand the picture, but there's some relationship going on there. Isn't it amazing? And yeah, and now we've got India. Didn't they just land something on Mars or the moon or something? I mean, they're coming up too. So, you know, and, and it's hard to say with all this outer space exploration, you know, where are the boundaries out there? You know, can we really say I'm Chinese and you're American and, um, we're, when we're out here in space where there's not even a planet, let alone, uh, let alone boundaries of, uh, of countries. So yeah. it, it's, it's an interesting position we're in right now as, as humanity, just trying to figure out who are the good guys, who are the bad guys, you know, are they good? Are they bad? Who do you trust? And, and for that reason, I, I think it is so critical and we try to talk about this with a, with each uh, show here is the is the ability to deal with this kind of floating anxiety that everybody feels you know what's right what's wrong what's true what's fake what's you know where's the because there's such a manipulation in every direction so the the uh, the work I'm wanting to do obviously is to is to help people keep their feet on the ground and stay centered and stay peaceful. Yeah. you know, to, to manage fear and anxiety. Yeah. Well, I think also it's, it's critical for my, for everyone to remember that the, whoever these secret governments, human governments are in control of each country, it's completely different than the humans or the aliens. You know, if there's aliens, no doubt they have their own sort of government. And I like the idea that of people and aliens 
beings of all types just reaching out together. Ignore the governments, ignore those that claim authority over you and your stuff. And we can decide our own how we're going to share the universe together and have peace um, and honesty together. And we can all sort of, we sh I, I want to just like push all the liars and deceivers and secret keepers and people fighting for money to the side and say, if you know, that's not the path to happiness, being selfish jerks, but, and we don't need to put you at the center of our hearts in any way. You know, and, and Stephen Greer and many, many people now are stepping up and saying, you know, we, we don't have to depend on any power or government or military to be the liaison between the extraterrestrials and us because they have the ability, the extraterrestrials have the capability of communicating with us directly. And, um, and I think these uh, powers, these dark powers that are operating in the world right now, they know this. And for that reason, and this is my opinion, for that reason, they make sure that we are all very distracted, very hypnotized, very entertained, very, you know, so that we can't uh, quiet our minds enough to really hear what might be uh, being shared with us by these um, higher intelligences. Um, and that's why meditation, if you can get quiet, you can start to hear or not. It's not hearing. And I've said this, I think, probably with every show so far is that it's not a hearing. It's not a language. It's like a receiving a compressed information packet and and uh, and we just in, instantly decipher it in our own languages, whatever it is. Um, so it's coming. It, these are insights and um, even ancient Hindus and, and Buddhists, they all have been familiar with this called insight meditation, where you quiet your mind without any expectation, but you can open up, you know, be receptive to any answers to any questions that you might have. So you put an answer or a question out there and then you meditate. And, and even Deepak Chopra, he says you go into meditation and then uh, the answer can come in. He says, drop your question into the gap and then let it go and meditate. And very often you will at some point during your meditation or some other meditation, you will receive an answer or a, or a solution or a, it actually feels more like a memory. It's like, a, oh, oh, aha. That's what it feels like. So it's not like analyzing or figuring it out or translating. It's just uh, suddenly you get it. It's like a memory and you know what 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 is being relayed to you. So that's that's the kind of just open insight meditation that I like to to introduce people to. And it's a it's a way of being guided through this. <clears throat> and it's also just to keep our own sanity because <laughs> I think we're being tested for in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. It sounds like a perfect segue to shall we uh wrap up today's show with a guided meditation that would be great so about 15 minutes that would be wonderful thanks for joining today oh this is great okay and so after the meditation we'll just say goodbye and let people take that peace and quiet with them great all right so we'll start with just getting comfortable 
and we can have eyes open or closed if you're having your eyes open try to just kind of make it a you know unfocused gaze without you know analyzing something in front of you just sort of comfortable uh, open eyes or closed eyes which is what i prefer so if we can we just sit comfortably with our feet on the floor or if we're sitting cross-legged just feeling our our butt on the cushion um, and i'm going to ring the bell a little bit and we'll just follow that from the beginning to the end So with all this information that comes to us from every direction, sometimes it's good to just put it down and just come into our own sense of being. So with that, let's tune into our senses. What do we hear? What's coming in through the ears? You might hear my dog snoring. You might hear a rooster crowing. So where you are, I don't know, you might hear a car or a bird singing, a refrigerator running. So we'll just take a minute to listen. Listen to what is. See if you can actually feel that vibration on your eardrum. Maybe you can feel that almost electric impulses in your body with these vibrations hitting your ears. And let's just take a look at what's going on with our breathing. We can breathe in and feel our torso expanding. And then releasing it, you feel the contraction. Breathing in breathing out. So this is just what is happening. This is letting go of all the things we're learning about and hearing, all the confusion, all the voices. We're just kind of putting that to the side and becoming aware of what is actually happening in the moment. See if you can maybe feel the, the tingling of life in your hands, in the palms of your hands. I read something very interesting that 
the air, the oxygen that we're breathing in is actually the consciousness that we carry. And it's just our nervous system that is actually deciphering the consciousness that comes in. So consciousness comes in through the breath. Our brain uses that to decipher and make sense out of things. It's interesting. So we're just being with what is right now. And if the oxygen is consciousness, then it's everywhere, permeating everything. Everything is conscious. And what's the difference between this body and the seat we sit on, there's no difference. Different degrees of electromagnetic impulses and energy waves, vibrations, but essentially there's not much difference. What we do have is the ability to direct our attention. So let's bring our attention to our our right foot, maybe even our right pinky toe. Just like a flashlight, bring your awareness right there. Now move it over to the other foot, to your left pinky toe. All your toes together. In Buddhism, this is what's called a scanning meditation. Scanning different parts of the body, different sensations coming in.
Everything on the outside is changing constantly. Anything that we can perceive, there's nothing to hold on to. Impermanence is the first teaching in meditation. Breathing in, breathing out. And every time your mind gets carried away with a thought, which it does all the time, the real practice is in noticing that and bringing it back to the body, to the breath. Now, if I say, turn your head to the left, notice how my words hit your ears. Your ears take that in, your brain deciphers it. It gives an order to your muscles to turn, turning the head. Turning the head the other way. You can notice the intention. First the visualization, then the intention, and then the movement. This is a practice of letting go of thinking. Breathing is always with us. It's our friend. We can always come back to it. That's what's real. For now, everything's changing. And the real beautiful thing is, is that we're all doing this together. Living these experiences in this world together. Breathing in, breathing out. So as you're scanning your body, see if there's something that 
wants to be moved or stretched. Maybe rotate your head or stretch your fingers. Just giving our body a little attention. Feel the life in our body. Maybe you can expand that to feel the life in the whole room that you're sitting in. Or outside even. In Buddhism they say, even the walls are breathing. This awareness that we hold is a continuum. It just watches everything change as it changes. There's always the watcher, the awareness. The I behind the story These extraterrestrials are aware of this. They have a higher consciousness. They're willing to mentor us if we want to listen. Humanity is going through a birthing process. with the potential to move into a higher consciousness. But it's not guaranteed. It's like birthing. It usually works, but sometimes it doesn't. If it doesn't, we'll just have to try again. But the potential right now is more in our favor.
if we open and be receptive, we can change the whole world. We have to let go of fear in order to receive the guidance. They would like to just invite you to come and sit in this still, quiet place. Just to feel them. They are not a threat. You almost get the sense that they want to tend us like a garden. They want to make sure we grow strong. We have to be willing to hear it, feel it, remember it. They can't tell us what to do. They can only open the door and invite us. So a few minutes of meditation each day can really increase their ability to help us or mentor us, support us. So a few minutes a day, preferably up to maybe 20 minutes once a day to start. So we'll close with a couple of nice deep breaths again. Breathing in, breathing out.
Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Until next time. All right. Have a good week. Bye-bye.